Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, your 10 to 15 minutes of encouragement and edification and truth. Sometimes truth may not feel edifying, but when you get down to the bare bones of it all, it really is. Uh, God's truth is the most wonderful thing that you're ever going to learn and understand. Not that we'll understand everything about him or uh, his truth, the truth of, of God and, and by God and all that until someday when we're with him for eternity and he has eternity to explain it all to us. And what a beautiful thing that is. My name is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand. Two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. As we see in this sinful world of ours, the, the wonderful creation that God made that man uh, dove into sin and inequity and the idea that we'll all have an equal outcome is a uh, pretty much a pipe dream at this point. You find one side of the equation that really desires that. They desire an equal outcome or speak to an equal outcome for everybody, which means I believe that everybody would have to be miserable except those that are telling you there needs to be an equal outcome because those are the folks that usually are the ones that benefit from that. On the other side, you have freedom. You have God. You have a God who loves you, who wants you to be free from the sin that weighs you down. He wants you to be free to pursue a life that he's given you and the freedom to do that in a way that that I believe you were born to do, to work, to uh, take care of others, to be others-minded on a personal level, not to be others-minded to the point where you want to take from some and give to others and force that it's got to be a personal decision folks it doesn't mean anything if you have the power and authority to take from one person and give to another but if you're giving of yourself that has some meaning to it so here it's a religion we work to compare and contrast the truth versus the many lies that are out there, the many other supposed ways to God, the many uh, issues with the idea of evolution, the religion of evolution, the belief in evolution, and what it does to people, how it affects people's thoughts and actions. But we always start with God's Word. And we've been going through the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, the book of foundations, if you will, to the life that we have. We believe there are either, there's basically two things that you can believe about how we got here. One, God created us, and I believe uh, in that sense, it's I'm talking about the Christian God, not the God of, of many other means. And then you have everything else. You have the Christian God, and you have everything else. And one of the main tenets of everything else is the theory of evolution. Um, Mohammedism does credit God with creation, but beyond that, you have to earn everything else. And Christianity is the only place where God has done everything necessary. He created everything. 
he came in uh, the form of Jesus Christ and saved us on the cross from our own sin, our own depravity, and is seated at the right hand of the Father interceding for us today. He is the only one that, that is alive and overseeing this whole operation. So let's go back. We were just exiting the boat after the flood. And we believe that it's a religion, that there's plenty of proof that there was a global flood. You won't find it in a lot of the standard textbooks because they're trying to hide it. They're trying to, just like the Democrats try and offer cancel culture right now and try and cancel out conservative viewpoints because, frankly, they can't compete with the ideas of conservatives. They they know that their ideas are wrong. They're wrong-headed, wrong-minded, and not of God. They're not of righteousness and truth and so they want to try and hide them they want to try and circumvent god's will in every way shape or form and at the base it's a spiritual battle so be encouraged if you believe and trust in the in the holy god the god of the bible the god who made you the god who saved you if you believe and trust in him be encouraged today you you believe in the truth and you should be set free from all of this sin and death and the consternation that goes on in this world and walk with joy and purpose. So Noah's descendants, beginning in verse 18 of Genesis 9, the sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were sons of Noah, and from these the people of the whole earth were dispersed. So again, people will say, oh, three, you know, you got this single family and they repopulated the whole earth. How do we get all these different races? Well, one, we don't have different races. We have one race. Two, on the other side, okay, you know, the the people who believe in evolution will make fun of this. And yet, I look back at evolution, I say, hey, you believe we came from a bowl of soup, uh, at least my belief has people involved already. So, I'm sorry. Noah began to be a man of the soil and planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it on both their shoulders and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine, he knew that his youngest son had done to him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, servant of servants shall be his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. After the flood lived, Noah lived 350 years, and all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. So people lived a lot longer back then. There's a lot. Uh, my personal belief is that the Earth, the Earth's atmosphere was different, I believe, before the flood and allowed this to occur. And that atmosphere slowly began to change after the flood. And maybe we had the tilt then on the Earth. I mean, if... Again, people, if God made the earth and made it to be dwelled upon by man, it's pretty easy to think that things could have been different 
prior to the flood that allowed people to live as long as they did. And if you had a genetic code that was as pure as it was back then, there wasn't as much sickness and death as what there is now, after sin occurred, it's not hard to believe that, that people could have lived many, many years longer. And so in that vein, you know, we don't hear here that Noah had any other children. But it also doesn't say that he didn't. It says the three... Well, let me, hang on a minute. Let me go back here. That That's not a correct statement. Because it says... Uh, bah, 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 bah. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the people of the whole earth were dispersed. So that would imply that out of those three boys came all of the people of the earth. So there was a lot of cousins getting married back then. And when you look at how the earth was dispersed with different people groups, because that's what I will call them, because I believe that is the right term, not races. There is no such thing as race outside of the human race. There's one race, people. And it makes me sad when Christians and people who believe in God get uh, up and proclaim that, that we need, you know, especially when I see uh, people with darker skin uh, complaining about different things due to race. There's no such thing as racism. You have uh, a culturalistic thing that happens where people determine things by culture. And I don't look at it really as being much different than you're used to the people you surround yourself with. You know, in, in my case, I surround myself with believers, people who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior and as a Lord. And I want to be around people like that because I'm encouraged by that. I feel comfortable in that environment. Um, but people who are Buddhists don't typically hang out with us. Why? Well, because they believe differently than I do. People who believe in Mohammedism don't hang out with us. Why? Because they believe in something different. And differences scare people a lot of times. And, you know, I'm not afraid of any of that. What I'm afraid of is when people use those differences to cause issues, to um, be hateful towards others, to be spiteful towards others. When there's no purpose and there's no reason to do that, there's no benefit gained from it by either side, by either party. But when people walk in fear, there's two ways you can typically walk in this life. You can walk in faith and you can walk in fear. And if you're walking in faith, usually that means you're doing okay. You're not going to let your fear drive you. You're not going to let hate drive you. You're not going to let the faith of Satan drive you, which is fear. But the faith of God will set you free in most circumstances and allow you to, to walk in a way that you can be others-minded. You can see differences with other people and be okay with that and realize that that even if they're not following the truth, there's hope that they might someday. But that you don't need to be afraid just because they're different. 
And so I hope that most people will come to that mindset that we are one race people. We go back to these three young men and their wives. And likely about 4,000 years ago. So it's pretty amazing when you get down to it. And we don't know what the numbers are, how many children they had and how those intermixed and things like that. We're going to read some more. Uh, we're just going to, on this program, we're going to read through the Bible. We're going to look at the whole thing, the whole mess of it. And we'll see the historicity involved in the whole thing and, and what occurred to get us to Jesus Christ and then what happened once he came and, and left. And so, you know, once we get through all that, we'll see where that is at the end. But but that gets us through chapter 9 of the Bible. And we'll go into chapter 10, which talks about the nations that descended from Noah and his sons tomorrow. Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. Thank you for your grace and kindness and mercy toward us, Lord. Thank you that you care, that you want what's best for your children. And though we may not understand it, we may not know it, we may not get it per se, uh, I am so thankful that you're there on the throne mediating for us, guiding us through your spirit and through your word. Lord, I encourage anybody that listens to this program to pick up a Bible and read it. And, and come to understand who you are and what you've done for all of us. So I thank you and praise you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Small things like me and her on a poor swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love and.